The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. You'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, first up, Wells Fargo research on boomers, specifically boomer women and their approach to finances. Now, we all know women have the majority control of wealth in this country. And, yep, boomers, the largest population in the U.S., will need to determine how to spend and how to save, despite the economic blow to their 401ks. According to Wells Fargo, nearly 80% of women they polled say they wish their employer had helped them more with retirement and investment advice. And this means they want to put the info out there, but no one's going to give it to them. So listen up. If you've got women on your payroll, you might consider a way to retain them as given the information that they need. Now, according to these women, they have been very conservative when it comes to saving and investing. And Wells Fargo says that those women also underestimate how much they're going to need to live on a retirement. And they are actively trying to find the advice and assist them to make those key decisions. Well, Wells Fargo is listening. The company has created a a program called Beyond Today. And this targets women through online collection of blogs, videos, tools, checklists, and even a digital magazine. Uh, We know women are online. They're accessing these kinds of resources and these tools, so all that makes it easy for them. And it also puts Wells Fargo in the center of the conversation, a conversation that we know boomer women want to have. We've seen a lot of similar programs have really good success. For example, Wachovia, before they were taken over, uh, MetLife, and Citibank has a program aimed at women, too. So all the more reason to listen to women and serve up what they need. Our purse per, our purse strings profile today, say that three times fast, is the Dior Diva. Nearly one million of those women out there. She's in her early 60s. A third of them are grandparents and, and retired. Median household income is more than $165,000, so they're doing pretty well for themselves. These women are confident in their financial security, so maybe not the women that Wells Fargo is speaking to. They're interested in the arts, other cultures, and entertaining. Um, they have second homes, a lot of them, so they're out there shopping Williams-Sonoma, Ethan Allen, buying wines and spirits, shopping at department stores and specialty stores like Chico's and uh, Ann Taylor and Neiman Marcus. They're driving Mercedes, Audi, Lexus, and Porsche, and they love their beauty products, anything to have to do with health and wellness. So if you're a marketer, how do you connect with our Dior Diva? 
They're online checking out travel and business sites like MarketWatch, Orbitz, Travelocity. They're watching network programming. They're watching movies on Turner Classic Television, Hallmark Channel, and they're reading magazines. Um, A lot of travel magazines, a lot of home decorating magazines. Well, my guest for this program knows how to reach our Dior Diva and beyond, I'm certain of it. Matt Thornhill is the founder and president of the Boomer Project. The Boomer Project is a leading authority on information and insight about Boomer consumers and the fast-growing 50-plus marketplace. We're going to get the lowdown on Boomers and how you can connect with them and ensure that you're not leaving money on the table when it comes to talking to the greatest population. More when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. First Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me now is Matt Thornhill, founder and president of The Boomer Project. The Boomer Project is a leading authority for information and insight about today's boomer consumer and the fast-growing 50-plus market. Matt, welcome to the program. Oh, glad to be here. I'm thrilled to have you. You know, boomers are so vitally important to marketers these days. But before we get into details about that, tell me a little bit about The Boomer Project. Well, the... The Boomer Project started basically because I spent my misspent youth in the advertising business. <laughs> and 
for about 20-some years, we were focused in advertising. I was focused in advertising on the 18 to 49 segment. And along about 1996, this uh, group called Baby Boomers started turning 50. And in marketing, we basically ignore anybody and everybody over 50. So this huge segment started aging out of the ideal demographic target. And along about the early 2000s, it occurred to me that I had friends who were in their 50s who were still buying products, still trying new things, still spending money, and yet marketers just ignored them, treated them as if they were dead. So um, we basically got together with a uh, marketing research firm and said, I think, I think boomers are probably feel like they're being ignored by marketers. So we did a, an online survey among people 50 and older, and found out that, sure enough, baby boomers felt like marketers were aiming too old or too young, that they didn't understand this life stage that they were in, kind of extended middle age, if you will, um, and felt like they were, you know, going to abandoned by marketers, and therefore they were going to take their money and spend it elsewhere. So for the last uh, seven, eight years, the Boomer Project has been doing our own studies. We do consulting work for clients. We work for Walmart and Google and General Foods and AARP and all sorts of companies to help them understand how boomers are going to behave and how they are behaving at age 50 and older. And by 2014, they'll all be over 50. So we'll have a completely different story to deal with then. Yeah, we'll all be over 50, (laughs) almost. It's going to be a huge chunk of the population, as you said. And um, I feel like that that a lot of marketers now are slowly getting hip to the fact that they need to be reaching boomers. You mentioned a little bit about the marketing research firm that that you partner with, and as you said, you've done a lot of research on boomers. What don't we know about boomers that your research team has uncovered? Well, I think uh, maybe the biggest thing is that uh, one's not dead at 50 and and older. (laughs) That people still uh, watch TV, they still read newspapers and magazines, and they respond to marketing messages. I, I love telling the story that over the the last uh, several years, Apple has sold over 100 million you know, iPods and iPhones and now iPads, and they're not all for teenagers. I mean, teenagers can't afford some of that equipment, uh, and they've been bought by a lot of boomers. You'd be surprised how many of them are buying uh, some of these new technologies. So as a consumer group, I think the thing that, that's maybe surprising to people is that they're, they're not going to reach this stage of life and start behaving like their parents did at that age. They've never behaved like their parents at any life stage. And, um, you know, from a marketing standpoint, it is true. Everyone is going to be over 50. It'll, it'll feel that way. By 2015, would you believe, Maria, that one out of every three people in America will be over 50? Wow, that's amazing. That's an amazing number. So that's and a yet, really, and really yet, big you know, change. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that's a really big change. And, and what we tell people in the marketing field is like, look, by 2020, the people that are going to be the chief marketing officers of companies are going to be the ones that figured out how to, how to include 50-plus as part of their marketing. It's not a question of either or. It's a question of more. You know, how do we? You can't afford to ignore half the market. So, figure out how to include this older half of the market in your in your messaging. Well, it's interesting you talk about being in advertising. That's part of of what I do as a full time job, and I do feel that advertisers are 
are starting to to kind of sit up and take notice. As a female in my 40s, I have noticed a lot more advertising aimed at women who are maturing, if you will. Um, Do you feel like maybe women are more of a focus as they age as opposed to men? It feels like there's just a little bit more tailoring of the messages to a more mature woman than, say, the man. Um, There there may be. uh, There should be because, as you know, about 80% of all consumer purchases are either made by women or heavily influenced by women. And that's, you know, of all ages, not just, uh, you know, the moms buying for the family, but the older adults as well. So, yeah, I would I would suspect to continue to see women playing a pretty dominant role in the in the marketing out there. And the, Talk a the, little. Go ahead. Well, well no, I was just going to uh, go ahead and speak to the fact that, you know, Boomer women are going to be an incredibly powerful and important marketing segment going forward. Well, and for sure, I mean, we outlive our spouses and partners by what, still on an average of seven years. Transfer of wealth as boomers, still one of the wealthiest segments of the population, we'll see women controlling that dollar figure. So if you add all that together, absolutely, I agree, women especially um, more mature women, will end up being kind of a force to be reckoned with. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, the boomer generation, first off, more women went to college than ever before, so we have now more college-educated people, in their, women in their 50s and so forth. They have had serious earning power their entire careers, so they've got money and, and know what to do with it. You know, they they were the first generation of women to really take control over their own reproductive rights, you know, mm-hmm. thanks to women's lib and birth control pills and, you know, deciding to be a working mom and balancing when they're going to have children. And they have financial rights for the first time, really, you know, as a generation, they were the first generation to have financial rights. I was startled to find back in 1973, before women's lib kicked in, women couldn't get a bank loan without a husband or a father co-signing it. They couldn't go in and just get a bank loan on their own. So it's crazy. It's you know that's within you know uh, at least living memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they really have come a long way, and where they go next is is going to be pretty exciting to see. Um, talk, if you would, a little bit about the boomer population as a whole and what you feel like really distinguishes this group over, say, Gen Xers and Gen Ys. Well, in general, um, I'm talking in generalities, so that's the first thing to keep in mind. And the boomer generation is a large group. It's some 78 million people were born here in the U.S. between 1946 and 1964. That's like two and a half times the population of Canada. And you can't say that all Canadians are the same, so you certainly can't say that all boomers are going to fall into these you know, large categories or, or groupings that we talk about. But what makes a generation a generation are the experiences that they have that they essentially share when they come of age, when they go through adolescence, when they go through their teen years. And boomers came of age during the time of the late 50s, the 60s, and the early 70s. And what happened during that time of in history and in culture is unique to them and really imprinted them. Just like today, the millennial generation, kind of the, the current crop of 18-year-olds, 
they've come of age during a completely different time, the time of the Internet, the time of Gulf Wars and terrorism and, you know, school violence that are just completely different experiences than what boomers had, and not to mention this little thing called the recession, which is going to have a huge imprint on that millennial generation. So each generation is different based on their experiences kind of coming of age. And the things that were imprinted into into boomers as generational traits, uh, probably the the most dominant one is that they really are self-centered, not in a self-absorbed way, but in a way that it's, you know, um, what's in this for me? What's in this for me is kind of how they, they treat everything. And we think that was actually formed around the kitchen table when they were kids back in the 50s and 60s, and they had, typically they had three or four siblings, and they had to compete for mom and dad's attention. Their schools, when they went to school, there were so many boomers, they had to, to overcrowd classrooms. There were 35-plus students in the, in the classrooms. And in order to kind of get the teacher's attention, you had to, to make your, find a way to stand out. You get to college, and the entry-level courses weren't 20 people. It was 250 or 300 people in a classroom. You'd go to a concert, and it's not an intimate concert. It's at a stadium because there's so many boomers that want to go see it. So finding your own identity in that became pretty critical for this, this generation. So they kind of evaluate everything by what's in it for me. And mm-hmm. most marketers don't tend to think that way. They think about, I'm going to find people that I can market to, and they're all going to be the same, and I want to tell one message out for all of them. And boomers will say, well, that's fine for, for that guy. It's not good for me. Or that's fine mm-hmm. for that, that woman, but that's, that's not me. Mm-hmm. So you really do have to tailor your messages as much as you can, it sounds like, and really, and really cater to them. Yeah, you do. And, and being a boomer is, doesn't make you part of any sort of affinity group. That's a demographic label and a, a marketing label. Um, no one goes around with a you know, secret tattooed letter B behind their ear that says they're a boomer. You know, all, all 76 million boomers, 78 million boomers, they all think they're different. And even if you're one in a million, I tell them, there's 78 more just like you. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a new book out. It's called Boomer Consumer, 10 New Rules for Marketing to America's Largest, Wealthiest, Most Influential Group. And you shared a little bit of some of the tips you probably have in that book. Uh, talk a little bit, if you would, about some of the rules when it comes to engaging boomers. Well, again, one of the first ones is don't don't treat them all the same. So segment, like you've always segmented the market. They have reached life's midpoint and beyond, and a couple of things you need to keep in mind with that. The, the key underlying behavior that drives their purchase decisions and everything else is now driven more by satisfying their inner needs. You know, what's in this for me, but, but also how I'm going to feel about myself. Younger consumers and younger generations tend to be more focused as they're coming of age on buying products and services that fit their social needs, trying to fit in. You know, I'm going to buy the brand of jeans that my friends have, or I'm going to buy that North Face jacket because that's what all my friends are wearing, or I'm going to drink a particular brand of beer because that will make me seem like I'm part of this social network. By the time you're in your 40s and 50s, and certainly beyond 50s, you buy the products that work for you and make you feel good about you, and you're a lot less concerned about how it makes you look to your friends and family. So that's a different stage of life and a different motivation. A second thing you have to do to to really connect with boomers these days is you have to be positive. 
that may seem sound pretty simple, but uh, boomers and, and older consumers in general don't respond to fear, uncertainty, and doubt. They, they don't want to process the negative. They want to process the positive side of things and see the positive side of things. And almost all marketing out there for boomers are, are, are messages about what's wrong and, and what, what's uh, falling apart and what needs to be fixed, uh, what needs help. And none of it is aspirational. It's all, you know, you need this, this product, this pharmaceutical product, because you're not performing as well, or you're having bladder issues, or, uh, you know, you've got this pain here or this pain there. And it's all negative, negative, negative. And none of it is aspirational. And that's really the biggest mistake that we see marketers doing. They're, they're selling, you know, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not what yeah, it's, a, it's a hard thing to get your arms around, right? Nobody wants to buy into that, for sure. Um, and I do think, too, there are companies out there that probably aren't selling it and are doing very, very well by not selling fear, uncertainty, and doubt. What, what companies do you feel like are resonating with boomers? Well, you know, that's really, that's the hardest question people ask us. Because, t- to be honest with you, we really haven't found a lot uh, that, are, that get it. Now we do see some examples of companies out there that are that have really taken age out of the equation. You know, they're they're uh, talking to people based on what life stage they're at. You know, if you're an empty nester or if you're a grandparent, maybe is a life stage, or they're they're marketing a lifestyle. Um, you know, uh, Apple computer rarely shows the consumer in their ads. They show the technology and how the technology can enhance your life and if you know you want this kind of technology and you know you're not a Mac I mean sorry you're not a PC person then we're the brand for you and they don't doesn't seem to matter to them how old the purchaser is um, you know another more classic example is uh, Harley Davidson motorcycles who you may not think sells many motorcycles to people over 50 but they actually don't care how old their consumer is they rarely ever show uh, make age part of the equation. It's all about if you want this this uh, f- freedom of the road and you're a, a rebel at heart, then this is the brand of motorcycle for you. I don't care whether you're male, female, old or young. So it's it's marketers like that that are kind of taking age out of the equation that are the ones that we think are, are going to have more more of a connection with boomers. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more to Matt about boomers and how we can connect with them and drive business forward when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. 
AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. BruceClay.com. Rock the world with LinkedIn. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. Joining me today is Matt Thornhill, founder and president of the Boomer Project. The Boomer Project is a leading authority for information and insight about today's Boomer consumer. And all of us who will soon be 50 plus, and there's a whole heck of a lot of us out there turning 50 in a few years. And as you said, in not so distant future, one out of three of us will be over age 50. So that is quite a group of people wielding a lot of power. Talk a little bit, Matt, if you would, about what's been going on in the economy, the delayed retirement, cuts for entitlement programs. What's, how's that really affecting boomers and playing into maybe what their biggest fears are? Well, the, that's a good question. I, I think that this recession really has been an eye-opener for boomers. They've Coming of age during the 50s and 60s and early 70s, they, they didn't come of age during the Depression or during the national sacrifices for World War II or something like that. So they've always been optimistic about the future. This recession happening when it did, as they're kind of winding down or they're at their peak earning years and realizing that they're losing, I don't know, 30% of their their net worth, it may have come back by now, but they've realized that they've now lost three, four, five years worth of earnings. Um, it's It's a little... A scary time for them, or at least a more practical and pragmatic time. Most boomers that we interview and talk to, we ask them about their retirement plans, and their answer is, well, I don't know. Uh, a lot of it is they don't want to retire because they actually don't want to give up working. For boomers, work really has, uh, a lot of their self-identity is wrapped up in what they do. Uh, we travel around the country and we meet people all the time and we'll ask people, uh, boomers will say, tell us about yourself. And the first thing they'll tell us is what they do for a living. We ask a Gen Xer, tell us about yourself. And what they do for a living might be part of the answer, but it's not the answer. And boomers have a lot of their self-identity wrapped up or defined by work. So the last thing they want to do is to retire at age 62 or age 65 and kind of be marginalized or be sent to the sidelines they don't feel like they're done yet. So going forward, we're, we think that we're going to see a um, 
a, a large group of boomers who aren't going to retire because they either don't want to or they don't have to or they can't afford to. So they're going to keep keep working and keep contributing and keep participating and keep buying things. So as a result, marketers need to understand that they're not going to dial down their spending quite as aggressively as other generations did when they got to that age. Talk a little bit, too, if you would, about what you think 2011 holds for boomers and maybe even 2012. Um, you know, as hopefully we start coming out of this recession, what trends do you see on the horizon? Well, we do. I, I, I think the excitement thing for boomers isn't just 2011 or necessarily 2012, um, but even longer term than that. We are the first generation. Uh, really the first generation in the history of all generations to reach age 60 and now age 65 and have a pretty good sense that we're going to live to be 85 or 90 and maybe even can be productive to close to that time. When our parents were 60 or 65, they were pretty sure they were going to maybe make, make it to 75. So it made sense to retire at 65. We'll travel for five years. We'll play with the grandkids for five years, and then we'll get the call to the great beyond. And then they ended up getting, that generation got essentially a longevity bonus. They've lived to now 80, 85, some of them 90, 95. And we see with the advances in, in technology and medicine, boomers are going, wow, if I take care of myself, I really could make it another 20, 25 years. So the question is, what do I do with myself? And how do I do it? And the uh, opportunities for essentially encore careers, doing the jobs that they have always wanted to do, uh, you know, retire from the job that you had to do and now do the job that you want to do, whether it's volunteer or paid or, or otherwise, there's just a, we have, we're going to have a bounty of more older people than we've ever had before who want to stay engaged and tap into their, their wisdom and experience. And our hope is that as a result, boomers will help fix some things you know we will deal with this entitlement issue that we will we will sorry we will deal with the the debt issue as opposed to fighting it we'll figure out how to solve it and that's that's kind of an optimistic view of going forward but we really think that that's what this generation is kind of teed up to do, set up to do. So, Matt, any last words of advice about marketers and how they can better reach boomers before we have to wrap it up today? Well, I, I will tell you, one of the uh, key areas that boomers find themselves in today that they maybe didn't expect is they're, they're caregivers. They're, they're family caregivers for their older uh, adults, their parents or other uh, relatives. And that's a brand new life stage for someone in their 60s to be in. You know, back in 1970, the percentage of 60-year-olds who had a parent alive was like 13%. Today, the percentage of 60-year-olds who still have a parent alive is 50%. So it's a whole new life stage, and these boomers find themselves having to kind of manage mom and dad's consumption of health care while they're still helping their millennial children either get through college or get into the workforce and move out of the basement. So they really are in a sandwich role, and marketers that can help them kind of manage that those responsibilities i think and demonstrate some empathy and understanding will be ones that uh, boomers will respond to and, and connect to matt thank you so much some great insights into boomers and for those of you listening today i think now more than ever you recognize the power 
that boomers have and how we need to do a better job at reaching them in an authentic way. Matt, for those folks listening today, is the best way to reach you through boomerproject.com? Yes, my emails are there, and uh, we're, we've got a free newsletter there that comes out monthly called Jumpin' Jack Flash, a little reference there to the uh, band that boomers know, yes. um, and it's just a, an update on what's going on in the world of marketing to boomers, so come to boomerproject.com and check it out. Wonderful, and for those of you interested in reading Matt's new book, you can also purchase that on Amazon.com again. It's called Boomer Consumer, 10 New Rules for Marketing to America's Largest, Wealthiest, and Most Important Demographic Group. Matt, thanks so much for being on the show. All right, thank you. And thanks to my producer, Lewis, for another great show. Join me next week for another edition of Purse Strings right here next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one.